to Glitter Budget with your hosts, Anjanette and Jess. And in today's episode, we are talking about Drop Dead Fred. Yes. This is one of Jess's favorite childhood movies. And it's a movie that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> so it was released in 1991. Um, it was written by Elizabeth Levington, who um, was like basically came up with the storyline. And Carlos Davis, Anthony... Finkleton, um, assisted with, like, they were co-writers as well, and it was produced by Paul Webster, um, and it was also directed by... Ed De Young? I don't know how to pronounce his name, so sorry. Yeah, you did a better job than I did, though. Ed De Young? I think, is he Swedish? Sure. He's, I'm sorry, we are not sure of the origin of his name. Or how to pronounce it. There was not a little pronunciation guide. There wasn't. I really wish there would have been. That would have been very helpful. But that's who directed it. Yes. And it was eventually, after a lot of uh, pitching the movie, released by New Line Cinema. Mm-hmm. They like, had a rough time. <laughs> they tried to... It, they went to several several production companies to be like, hey, please. please. And they're like, no. Mm-mm. So this was definitely on this, like Anjanette said, one of my favorite favorite movies growing up. Um, but I think I kind of agree, like it's a cult classic. Um, so if you didn't watch it when you were growing up and you watch it now as an adult, you're probably not gonna like it. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't get the cult part or whatever. But <laughs> it, like I said. It was a it was a movie that I have seen in my <laughs> lifetime that if I don't see it again, I will be fine. Because I didn't I personally didn't care for it. There were parts that were funny, but overall I was I I don't know. And I, I it's definitely one of those that I think you have to watch it from childhood because if you watch it as an adult at least this was with me, and you kind of agreed. Like if you a, said a little bit, like rewatching it, as an adult, I was like, there's a couple parts. Like for me, the whole the whole movie was kind of just like not, I cringy's not the word, but it was like obnoxious for me. Yeah. Anyway, because um, it it was everything was so over the top, and I felt like um, who's the guy that plays Fred? Uh, Rick Millay. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is... <laughs> so, and, the, and the part was specifically written for Rick Millay once they finally settled down on, like, who to cast. But, um, like, the, the whole premise of the movie, if you haven't seen it, um, is the main character, Elizabeth, is basically, like, she's struggling a good bit to find herself. She's in, like, a really shitty relationship. She has a very overbearing, like, psychotically controlling mother... Um, so she kind of comes to the point where she goes home after breaking it off with her scuzzy older boyfriend who's like cheating on her. It's her husband. Oh, her husband. That's right. Her husband. Um, yeah. They're, I don't even know how long they were married for. Three year? years. Three years. Three years. And like he, just literally the shittiest shitbags that ever did shitbag. Uh, she was like, she was super young, like barely early 20s. And he was, he had been at least 20 years older than her. Yeah. Um. So but she, she ends up going home and... And, you know, childhood bedroom that hasn't changed, like, whatsoever and finds uh, one of the jack-in-the-boxes that are that are taped up. And she starts to remember her imaginary friend as a child, Drop Dead Fred. Yes. And so he basically reappears to, like, help her 
basically find herself and be like, you know, what are you like? What are you doing? Why did you grow up? Why are you trying to force yourself to grow up so much? And like, like fuck this guy. If he had said it like that, that would have been a good movie. No, but he comes back as Drop Dead Fred as the same Drop Dead Fred and treated her the same way as when she was a child. Yeah, which I still didn't even get. Like, I one, I don't understand the like Drop Dead Fred. Like he only Lizzie can see him, and but he is tangible. Insert yeah, for her, like he can affect real life things, even though he's supposed to be imaginary. So that I didn't understand, like how he could be tangible and like do all these things that, like, if you did, if you knew someone <laughs> who was like, oh my god, my imaginary friend dropped dead, Fred was doing all these things that are affecting the like the real world, you'd be like, holy shit, we gotta, where's the straitjacket and the padded room for this bitch because she's. <laughs> Legit, she's off her tits. And when, especially, I would not have been that calm if my friend had come up to me who said that she had an imaginary friend that sunk my houseboat. Oh yeah. So, so she has just a very close older friend who is actually played by Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. um, who has a houseboat that was a legit houseboat. So it was like it was a legit houseboat. So she comes in at what, like three in the morning. Yeah, because she's trying to escape. So Lizzie's trying to escape Fred because yeah. he's being obnoxious. And uh, so she retreats to her friend Janie's house, boat, houseboat. And this is the one night a month that Janie gets to sleep with her boss because his, <laughs> his wife is out, out of town. town. <laughs> and she's like, you know, it's like the one night a month, but she, you know, begrudgingly allows Lizzie to stay there. And then Janie goes to work with murray um the the boss and then what lizzie thinks that she sees charles charles on on some kind of speedboat yeah she starts up this houseboat and goes and like fred pops up obviously and fucks everything up yeah i I will admit like rewatching it like now as an adult i was like one why would you go through those lengths to try to chase down that tool bag and two bitch you even know how to drive that like have you driven this thing before yeah like have you been up there with Janie like all right cool we're gonna take that giant houseboat out for like a whirl yeah are you just randomly pushing buttons and hoping for the best like what are you I think it was the latter but one I don't know why you would think a a houseboat like that could even compete speed wise with a speedboat yeah like, she's never going to catch up. Like, that's why it was, like, a lot of it was just, I know you have to do the whole suspension of disbelief thing when you watch movies, when you watch plays and all this kind of stuff. But, like, literally not one thing was believable <laughs> in that movie. And then near the end, it's like, since they had, what, three different writers, it's literally yeah. like, the the ending you could clearly tell must have been written by someone else they didn't feel like blending it in with anything else like fred was super serious and there's this weird beetlejuice-esque like tim burton kind of dream sequence yeah subconscious thing and then fred's like you know now kiss me and say drop dead fred Why did she have to kiss him? I don't know. A kiss goodbye? Because, like, you know, he said she was like, okay, like, you know, come back with me now. And he's like, I can't. Like, this is, 
like when you wake up, I'm not going to be there because she had finally overcome like her demons and all the things that she had to get through to become her own person to stand on her own independence. Like he did his job, like his job was over. Yes, no, 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 I get that. But why? Because I don't know. Why a kiss on the lips? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like a sexual kiss. It was a peck. It was still, I don't know. It was weird. There were a lot of weird sexual things in this movie. There was. That I was like, we we had (laughs) talked about, is this made for kids? Is this made for young adults? Because I think it is PG-13. It is. And I think that was the issue when they were pitching it, um, you know, like which... Like with the producer, and then you know when the I think New Line finally picked it up, they were like, "We don't know how to promote this. Like, yeah. is it for kids? Is it for young adults? We don't know what to do with it." Yeah, like, I don't know because <laughs> there are several times where Fred looks up th- a couple different girls' skirts. Too. He also does it in the mannequin in the shop. The mannequin. He's looking up a skirt. All right, fine. <laughs> so. Lizzie's mom, and he yeah. says cobwebs. Yeah. The the mannequin in the dress shop when they're when Lizzie's gonna go pick out her dress for the gala. Yeah. And then what Mirabella? Annabella? Annabella. Annabella. Yeah. Um Annabella's dress when she has, she's got no panties. Right. And he like freaks out about it and they have like the cartoon eyes that come wow wow. <laughs> and it's like, like, what the fuck? Like I just I, I couldn't was he this weird, like, he was sexualizing things, but then he was supposed to be, like, with a little kid being the imaginary friend, and then... Well, because I think, again, like, I think... So when they did flashbacks to, like, her as a child, yeah. um, which, strangely enough, was going to be pitched to Kirsten Dunst um, or Christina Ricci, which, of course, neither one of them ended up playing young Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, but, so, I mean, in that realm of it like he wasn't like that like he was over the top and just some of the stuff they did and how they got in trouble was absolutely like ridiculous and out- outlandish but there was no sexualization then no so you got to think like he's technically an adult imaginary friend who is now with his adult previous child so i think that might have been one of the things that they didn't do very well but try to blend in of like they're adults now, so there's going to yeah. be some adult comedy with it, but I think it is very confusing, though, because, like you said, you're used to imagining your friends being childlike. Yeah, and he, like, there was no, like, he hated the fact that Lizzie grew up and... <laughs> was doing it like the pigeons. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not like how the pigeons do it, because yeah. they're not pecking the heads or whatever. <laughs> like, that, that line I did, like, like, that's not how the pigeons do it! But it was, um... It was just very, very odd movie, and like I, I kind of looked at it from like a, a weird psychological standpoint where Lizzie, yeah. um, it is. It's no wonder that she kind of retreated back to how she was as a child, having this imaginary friend, because she did have a very like growing up, she had a very controlling mother. She's fucking crazy. Um, the mega bitch. Yes, <laughs> she was like very controlling um wasn't really one to let a kid be a kid but um but also didn't seem like a very well disciplined child either no i think she like always expected her dad to assist with playing the bad guy so like yeah. you know when she um wanted to make the mud pie and like literally drug in the dirt 
to make it like on her fine china and stuff. That was kind of like one of the last straws. Yeah. So she had gotten the um the jack in the box over, which is like what Fred's home was. Yeah. And was gonna make the husband like tape it up and just like get rid of it. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with this. Like let her be basically let her be a kid. Yeah. But he never really stepped in either to kind of help co parent anyway. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, the extremes of both sides of it. So, but I don't know. I mean, I just like watching it as an adult too. And even like as a teen, when I would watch it from time to time, like I always, the psychiatry scene always like crushed me Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's just, I kind of feel like it's one of the underlying messages. Like once you get through his over the top character and all the stuff that he did was, you you know, you're kind of, you're killing childhood, you know, you're killing children's like imaginary selves and knowing how to like just just be kids and play by yourself and kind of have that like wonder mindset of it. Yeah. And also like kind of speak to like the over medic, like people over medicating their kids who might just be like, you might not know how to control just a kid being a kid. You might think that this kid has like ADD, ADHD, and they're just medicating these kids because they don't want to deal with them. They just kind of like want to turn them into little zombies and just have them just sit just be there. subdued. And, yeah. yeah. And, like, that's not that's not what kids are. That's not what kids do. Like, they need to play. They need to use their imagination. And because that's just, that's what they're best at. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, the crazy mom uh, takes Lizzie to, or Elizabeth, to her old psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, as an adult, presenting like she did, you know, I, I could get it. That makes sense. But, like, so they're in the waiting room with all these children. And she's sitting next to that one mom. She's just like, oh, Basically, like your child will get through it. But she's like, no, I don't, I don't have a kid. And she like the mom's hurt to sink in of like, oh, you're here for, for oh. you. But, but Fred runs into like all of his other like imaginary friend pals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which it's kind of weird though because like you, you only have your own imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. So you can't see anybody else's. Yeah. So each child that's in the room, like you see what they're seeing. Yeah. So it's just they're kind of laughing of like, yeah. What I, are I they thought doing? that that scene was kind of interesting because, like, you, they have the camera is in Fred's point of view where he can see all of his friends and they're all doing like this weird like, um, I guess almost like a secret dance, like yeah. you know, like a clubhouse, like handshake or whatever, and it's ridiculous and over the top and like the kids when they see like their own friends doing the dance they find it's funny and then Lizzie's like what. The like what the fuck are you doing? She doesn't say that, but like she's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, and he said like, uh, "Oh, I'm saying I'm hi to yeah, my friends." Yeah, my friends. And then he goes back, and he's, they're like, you know, shaking their butts at each other and doing all this kind of weird stuff, and it's very, uh, it's it's just an odd scene, but it was kind of it was it was cute. It's cute. But I think, though, it's, you know, when they, he was just like, oh, whatever, like, it's drop dead Fred. Like, no one can get rid of me. And they were like, no, really, like, don't let her take the pills. Yeah. Like, it will legit kill you. And it was just, it was, just, it was actually just like a really, like, kind of sad mm-hmm. scene. But I don't know, like I said, growing up, it was one of my favorites. I think probably because it was so over the top. And, you know, it was just like this really weird, like, friendship that they had. But I loved it so much. There's a, there's a scene in the movie when... Lizzie goes back home to, like, spend time with her crazy mother to get away from her shit husband. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, mom, of course, is, like, the idealistic, you're not a woman unless you're a homemaker and you have a husband, that 1950s kind of thing where, like, you know, your reputation's everything and you have to dress some nines all the time. And so she's like, all right, we're going to go win Charles back and get her a makeover. And she has, like, this really long hair. So and at the 
time in the early 90s like that bob was was in mm-hmm. so she got that haircut me as a kid who also had long hair like down on my ass was like i want that haircut my dad was like no <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like all right snip 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 like <laughs> that's funny but i don't like looking at like some of the behind the scenes stuff though of what that movie could have been would have been like i really interesting like i really wish they would have cast it like they offered um Drop Dead Fred's character to Robin Williams at the time, which he turned it down because he'd already accepted the role as Peter Banning in Hook. Yeah, and uh, I if he wasn't in Hook, then I don't I don't think my life would be the same way yeah. that it is now. Because it's it, well, I feel we'll like, get to that movie. I but. feel like everybody that they had offered it to went on to do also very iconic films. Mm-hmm. So like they had offered it to him, he turned it down. They had offered um, originally Tim Burton to direct, he turned it down. Um, they had offered Elizabeth's character to um, Winona Ryder. Yeah, she turned it down. <laughs> so I think I think in the meantime she was going on to film Mermaids. I th- no, that wasn't Winona Ryder, was it? I don't know. She was going on to film something, but he had seen her though in um, the director had seen her like in Beetlejuice and a couple other things, and she was yeah. kind of like, I don't want to keep taking these roles of like kind of the quirky, weird like comedy thing it's like she wanted to expand like her repertoire shoplifting <laughs> kidding. that was so long ago <laughs> now she's done stranger things and everything so it's like what let her live it down i she has i was just being an asshole <laughs> it's okay but i just i can't imagine like the, the type of movie it would have been if tim burton had directed it and um robin williams had played that role which i could totally see him doing oh god yeah i think i definitely would have loved the movie then probably yeah (laughs) i probably definitely would have seen it too well yeah is it rick mayall is that his name i probably butchered the pronunciation of that last name yeah how how are you pronouncing it don't worry about it okay (laughs) (laughs) just like with with gary newman and gary oldman (laughs) yeah I just uh, mispronounced his last name. I didn't call him a completely different person. <laughs> this is true. Oh, uh, but it was. But then when they were, um, I called you out. <laughs> Sorry, I love you. Was I the one that messed that up, or did you mess that up? No, you messed Did it up. I? Yes. Oh well. And I was like Gary Newman. Oh, I think yeah. you mean Gary Oldman. Oldman. <laughs> I blame Elle for constantly talking about Gary Newman. <laughs> I I just for, I couldn't remember like I knew who it was I just like it, his name was lost on my tongue and then as soon as you said Gary I was like oh yeah Gary Oldman and then you said Newman I'm like I don't think that that's no, it yeah, no whoops <laughs> oopsie poopsie ah <laughs> uh, but yeah so the, and then they um they tried to pitch it to Disney which I thought was hilarious <laughs> so yeah. d- Disney was like semi interested but they wanted to cast Goldie Hawn because they had like this huge contract with her. And then they wanted to get rid of Rick. I don't even know who they were offering to play, like, his role. So, basically, they were just going to take it over. And I'm sure probably would have, like, scrapped everything completely. Rewrote the entire, just everything. Yeah. So, that that obviously didn't work. And, like we said earlier, it eventually um, landed in New Lion's lap. I feel like at that point, probably would have taken anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they they got it made after, like, struggling a lot. But um, got it made, and as you say, it's a cult classic. Yeah. So 
Mm. It's Don't a give me that look. It's something. I don't appreciate that look. I'm sure it does have a following that I just was not aware of growing up because I don't know what. I mean, obviously, I was watching other 90s movies at the time. Uh-huh. Um, probably just rewatching Hook all the time <laughs> on repeat, nonstop. Yeah. No, I fucking love that movie. But, um, or like anything Robin Williams at the time. Yeah. Like literally his whole repertoire. I mean, it, it really wasn't a popular movie though. Like it really did, did not do well at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not really that surprising with it. I don't even know. Honestly, like, I don't know if it was one of those weird things where we were like at Blockbuster one night and I was like the one thing they had and I just loved it and I just got like sucked into it. I don't know if my dad had already seen it and he loves like weird shit like that. So he was like, no, we got to totally watch this movie. Like I have no clue. Yeah. I just know that I watched it constantly as a kid. And just, I don't know, like I said, it was one of my favorites. And I guess they they originally talked about, too, like, filming it as, like, a U.K. movie. But um, Rick wanted to break out into, like, the U.S. and have, like, a, a wider audience. Yeah. Um. So they had picked uh, Minnesota to film because they were, like, it's kind of a very generic it's, American It's the everyday view. American yeah. town. <laughs> <laughs> but the interior um, set that they had built and filmed was actually done in um, Prince's Studio, Paisley Park Studios which I thought was really cool. And that was actually one of the only films that Prince didn't play in. Yeah. So, but he, I guess he would visit like the set at night and like go check it out and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like that was, I, I remember reading that and I was like, oh, hey. Um, but yeah, Prince didn't really like, he, people would always want Prince to be in something. And he was, no, 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 no. And he was in like one episode of New Girl because he loved watching it and he requested to be on New Girl. That's awesome. <laughs> But, um, yeah, he probably, if if he had wanted to, like, if he had requested, like, hey, let me be in the movie, that they would have been like, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to plaster your name all over this bad boy. <laughs> We're renaming it to Prince. <laughs> uh, but they, they had tried three separate times, though, to do a sequel. Um, they did it a couple of years after, and Rick was like, no, I don't want to do it. So they had rewritten the, the character and some of, like, the... Um, the script specifically for Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Jim Carrey was like, no, nah, I'm doing this thing called Ace Ventura. So I'm going to like do that for a little bit. And of course that blew up and like, it's one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, just like what we now know is like a list stars, like some of our favorites that did yeah. these iconic films. Like, Oh, that's why they didn't do it. Cause they were yeah. making this masterpiece. And um, I guess a few years after that, I want to say in like, early to late 90s early 2000s i think rick had actually was like all right like let's do this so like they um actually pitched it to a couple different studios i think the original one was gonna like help them with it they did like the whole script and everything and then unfortunately like he got sick Mm -hmm. so they scrapped it and then a few years later they're like all right let's try this for a third time like maybe we'll cast russell brand for it which again like i think would have been perfect but they were kind of basing it off of his most recent film i think which was arthur which tanked yeah, so then they pulled back and they were just like, you know, just forget it. They're like, you know what? Just not in the cards. No. <laughs> they tried. They tried working. so hard. I, it, but you know what though? I feel like it was one of those films that couldn't it just there you couldn't do like a sequel. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I just I don't think that would have went over very well either way. Cuz I think it, you know, if they they wrapped it up nicely. Yeah. Um but what was his name? Mickey. The, Mickey? Who was almost cast by Keanu Reeves and a couple other. Yeah, he was just an odd character. He, I feel like they didn't 
some of the some of the characters they didn't I feel like they didn't develop them yes. quite well yep. enough like and I feel like he was an important character that should have had a lot more development yes same thing with the dad like they didn't really like build that up at all it was just like the dad was there and then he left I'm like okay <laughs> they didn't make it they didn't make it believable why he left for me anyway they didn't I like they I don't I feel like he was just finally like I can't. yeah it was kind of a Clearly, he left because the marriage was absolute garbage, and his wife was like, "Yeah, but they didn't the mega beast." But yeah, they didn't. But not only that, but to leave and then never come back until like his daughter's life again, like ever, was what? Like they didn't. They. <laughs> yeah, like I, that. I I just it it made no sense. Like, I, yes, I it's understandable why she eventually retreated back into her childhood childhood self, but it's a lot of pieces I feel like we're missing like yes the mom was controlling and she said a lot of awful things but there was no they didn't really build that up a lot either and then definitely when the dad left I was like all right that was I guess I understand but it was kind of what and then Mickey I I feel he was like the childhood they were childhood friends. Yeah. And I, he was like, oh, yeah, I remember when you had this imaginary friend drop dead Fred, and he like, you remember what he did to my grandma? Yeah, <laughs> threw the paint on her. <laughs> they just threw, and then they show this poor old lady <laughs> that they just doused in gallons of yellow paint. Yeah, which was, I think, yogurt was what they actually yeah. used. And I still, no matter what it was, I feel bad for that old lady. And it was just like it made no sense why they did the things that they did. Like you, if you had known a child that had acted out like that, yeah, because it wasn't like a, you would think when you imagine, like when you think of an imaginary friend, it's you just you play, like you play cops and robbers, like just normal like stuff. And this was like very delinquent behavior. Like she'd done that. Like they had shaved the cat. Yeah, super delinquent. Like with the like, let's play burglars, not yeah. cops and robbers. Let's play burglars. burglars. And they just trash the house, break a window to the point where, like, the parents think that someone's legit breaking Breaking. into their house, which I can understand. They try calling the police, and in the middle of the phone call, Fred cuts the phone line. Yeah. And then, like, so if I were the parent and my child had done all this and said, like, no, it was drop-dead Fred, you'd be like, okay. (laughs) Like, I can understand why the mom acted the way she did. To, yeah, to a certain to, extent. To a certain, certain yeah, extent. Yeah, but at the same time, though, like, again, she didn't really, like, want her to play with it. She didn't give her any alternatives of, like, you know, why don't you go play with your friend? Like, why don't you go play with Mickey? Why don't you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it was just like sit down and be that, quiet. Yeah, she, she not saying she was a, a good parent that just kind of had, had the last straw broken. Um. But it was just like, if my kid played like that. Yeah, I'd be a little concerned. I'd be like, holy shit. Like, you trashed the house. You broke a window. We had to, the cops were called. Yeah. And then your father was arrested for assaulting a police officer. He thought it was the burglar. Yeah. They didn't know that the call actually went through. Yes. The police show up and they just kick down the door (laughs) because they think there's a robber in the house. And they're going up the stairs. 
father thinks that the cops are the robbers, tackles them down the stairs. Father gets arrested. There were just a lot of weird asinine things. I just I remember watching as a kid though, and just thinking it was funny, and not thinking that there was anything wrong with what they were doing. Yes, like at no point was I like, this is like I don't do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's the burden of watching it as an adult. Like, watching it as a kid, it's funny because it's it's silly shit. Yeah. And then when you watch it as an adult, you're like, holy shit, this kid's got to be committed. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, you can't deal with this. But um, I think that's why I was like, mm-hmm. But if I had watched it as a kid, I think it would have been a much different story. Or oh, if it sure. had... If it were Robin Williams in it, I definitely would have been like, this is great. But, like, I, I watched Ace Ventura. That's over the top, and I fucking love it. So I don't have any I feel like you're just picky. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, <laughs> I but I, I, I also watched Ace Ventura as a child, but too. But that's a different, that's a whole different premise, though. It's a whole different idea of a movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That they're two different, completely plots and yeah. what, you know it's what I mean? Like, but... No, I don't know. Like I said, it's my favorite. If you like, if anyone's interested in figuring out, you know, what a mega bitch or a mega beast is, or how to make mud pies or snot face. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, the the picking the nose and like putting it on, <laughs> like that was how she ended the whole thing with Charles. Like after Annabella left, that whole fucking thing was weird. Yeah. Like was Annabella like into Lizzie as well? I got mixed signals. It was an odd scene. Odd scene. But anyway, um, she decides to leave Charles because... She finally comes to her senses. Yeah, she finally realizes that he's a piece of fucking shit. And um, she picks her nose and then puts it on him after dumping a salad on his head. And I'm like... <laughs> unorthodox, but I guess it gets the point across. And uh, And then that was it. She was finally able to be... Her own, her, her own self. And I did like, I liked the overall message of the movie. They just got there in a weird way. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so if you do decide that you want to watch it, um, the only way that I could find it was um, on HBO. HBO. Yeah. So if you have the HBO Go, you can watch it there because it's not on any of the other streaming channels. Like, you can watch it on Hulu if you get it with the HBO app. So I think it is. You need HBO. Yeah. At the end of the day. It. At the end of the day, that's what you need. But um, before we close out, we're going to go over some other events that happened in 1991. Yes. Let me get my notes out. <laughs> she wrote a lot so, of notes. I did write a lot of notes. 91 was a big year and I only got through half of it. Mm-hmm. So um, in February 5th of 91, the Michigan court bars Dr. Jack Kevorkian from assisting in suicides. I think that was a, uh, I know. a very notorious case. Yes, yes. There are a lot of jokes, you know, about Kevorkian. Um, but, you know, he was, can't do it no more. No. Um, February 26th, Saddam Hussein announces withdrawal of Iraqi troops from Kuwait. And then the very next day, Bush, uh, President Bush declares victory. And uh, orders a ceasefire. That was the Gulf War. So finally the Gulf War ended. And then, um, this is relevant to a lot of what's going on right now, but March 3rd, 
was um, Rodney King was videotaped being, being beaten, beaten and assaulted by the uh, LAPD. Yeah. I don't know why I can't say things. It's okay. But that was that happened on March third, and then uh, March fifteenth, the uh, those officers were indicted. So, I guess it was not too much longer afterwards. But there were the LA riots nice, around that yeah. time because yep. of that. So I don't want to go into all the other uh, events that happened in 1991 because we have other 91 movies that we're gonna discuss. But I feel like those were big, iconic. Like, people remember them. Yeah. Especially um, in the U.S. And definitely with everything that's going on now in our in the current day and age. Um, so, it's still relevant. It's still something that you have to discuss and remember. Yeah. Like, th- this this shit's still happening. Obviously. Fucking trash. Um, but that'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but don't... Don't stay silent about uh keep keep going, keep fighting this fight that is still going on. Um, just because it's no longer trending doesn't mean that it's over and won and done with. So no. keep fighting. Keep protesting. Keep trying to get change to happen. So that's my bit. Sorry. It's okay. Um I don't I'm just get, gonna let you go. I don't wanna <laughs> get too serious. Anyway, if you need a break from all that, watch Drop Dead Fred. Hey! And the next movie we're going to be talking about is Sandlot. Yes. So stay tuned for that in our next episode. But um, hey, if you like our vibe, please like and subscribe. And we're in the description box of this video. We have all of our social medias. All right. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.